let's talk about some of the philosophies out there that spark fear, isolationism, you know, some of these spiritual leaders and gurus that have come in the past and have been here currently today, preaching different predictions that in the end just don't come true. I want to talk about them. I want to give you an idea how to keep your eye out for them. And I want to share why they are just absolutely missing the point and why they never come true. This is your moment. A user wrote in a great question. Username, Unparalleled Bliss. Great username. I love that. The question that they wrote in about was some of these spiritual leaders, these hardcore spiritual gurus that are out there, some that are in the recent past, some that are current, but the leaders that are bringing up these concepts that are instilling fear. Some of the concepts I want to touch on, touch base on two of them today. I want to touch on uh, the isolationist type concept about being alone in the world. And I also want to talk about the end of the world, because why not? I've seen that. Well, I'm old enough to have, you know, heard about the end of the world way too many times, and I'm still here. So guess how that conversation is going to go. But I want to talk about this because I want to open up this concept just you and I talking about it a little bit. So when it comes up again in the future, you can identify it with a little bit more ease and say, mm, nope, that is limited, linear, fear-based thinking. And then you can turn around and walk away <laughs> and get back into your own connection. So first I want to talk about a couple of my core teaching philosophies, a little bit about who I am and how I learn, and also what I'm here to do as well. This will help you understand my approach to these philosophies and these um, moments of fear that are being put out into the world uh, in, with spirituality. Myself, I didn't open up spiritually until I was 32. Before that, I was a complete skeptic. And I don't know if it was because I was nervous about what people would think, or I didn't want to tell people what was happening to me, but I really isolated myself and it ended up being a really good choice for myself because over 90% of what I've learned about spirituality, how this agreed upon reality works, our three bodies, our energy system, almost everything that I've learned, I've learned from my guides, my spiritual teachers, spirit guides who are, who, who were there. I spent tremendous numbers of hours journaling, asking questions, walking through experiences with them. And I'm really grateful that it happened that way. I'm also grateful that the very small number of living human teachers that I had encouraged me to focus on how we are in a space of unlimited possibilities that it's not one plus one equals two the minute you get out of this agreed upon reality. Here, yes, one tree plus one tree equals two trees. I get it. But once we step out of this, once we step into the spiritual realms, we're stepping off of linear time. When you do that, concepts just don't fall together the same way they do on linear time. And this is the piece that I think a lot of the leaders and the gurus are not introducing. And if they did, I think it would really expand what they could bring into the world. Now, 
when it comes to these uh, spiritual human leaders, not all, some of them are absolutely incredible. They're introducing you to the fact that you're unlimited. You have unlimited possibilities. Uh, you are in this magnificent experience. So have it, both spiritual and human. So there are many leaders out there that, and teachers and coaches and guides that are out there in human form here in this agreed upon reality that are doing amazing work. Now let's talk about the ones that aren't. <laughs> okay. What I call, you know, this, this thing that is a bit of a pet peeve for me is the middleman syndrome. It's the middleman syndrome. It is a living human being in this linear time saying that this is how everything works. This is the only way it works. There are no other options. That's all there is to it. They don't open up to here's a concept. Play around with that concept. How does it fit your path? How does it fit your experiences? Do you resonate with it? It's an all or nothing, an absolute, this is the way it is. Let me give you an example. Uh, a, a spiritual, well, he called himself a guru. Um, <laughs> but a spiritual guru back in the day who self-identified as a guru. I, I found out, and I find this out because a lot of my clients would end up coming to me frightened from something that they heard from someone else. And they'd come to me and say, Bo, what's going on? <laughs> is this really true? And it, it, many times the answer when they were coming to me with fear is, no, that's not true. Let's, let's talk about the actual possibilities. But one of them is that he was telling everybody that they only had two spiritual guides, two. Not one, not three, not four, two. Everyone had two. There was no changes about that whatsoever. That was it. I'm pretty sure he also told people that they could fire and replace one if they weren't making them happy. Now, what happens with this? What happens with this is you come across an individual living here on earth, linear time mind, you know, not really connecting into the spiritual realms and trying to create this concrete picture in sometimes in, in small cases to control, which is really frightening. But in many cases, just to sound like they know what they're talking about when they may not. There's this authority piece that when you sniff that out, when you smell it, when you sense it, I really encourage you to turn around and walk away. There's two different approaches for these, for spiritual leaders, spiritual coaches. Um, the first one really is the supportive approach of encouraging you, being your cheerleader, encouraging you, helping you to have your own direct connection to source, um, throwing out different possibilities. What do you think about this? Maybe this is, so here's an idea, here's a concept, here's a metaphor. How does it apply to your path as well? There are many spiritual leaders out there whose teachings are based in love, based in acceptance, based in really high vibrating you know, concepts. But then you have the spiritual leaders out there that are not vibrating very high and they just really want to be an authority. I get it. You know, and, and stating the facts, this is the way it is. They're not really facts. That's the thing. They're not that fluid. Another one that happened, and this one was a little bit more fear-based, and I can't recall if this was the same 
guru <laughs> or if this was a, another one, but I had a client come to me and she was a grandmother and she was really frightened to the point of tears. And she said, I just went to this gathering and sat with this guru and then met with him after the gathering. And he told me that the earth was going to split into two earths in the next year. Now this was back in, I don't know. I don't know, 2014 or something like that. He told her that the earth was going to split into two earths. One was going to be an earth of bliss and happiness and the higher vibration. And the other earth was going to be this, this particular earth. And this quote unquote guru told her that some of the people were going to go to the new earth. Some were not. And it just so happened that her grandchildren, what he told her, were going to go to the new earth, but that she was not. This wrecked her. This, first off, it's bogus, absolute bogus. This is, I want to be an authority. I want to be the, the savior. I want to be the, the shepherd. I want to be the, the leader. I want everybody coming to me, you know, to follow me. That's what that was. But what it did was it absolutely wrecked this grandmother because this person was so convincing that the grandmother was just shredded emotionally. I'm losing my grandchildren. That's all she could wrap her head around because that's what's so important to her. And are there two Earths? No. Mm -mm. <laughs> this is this is where we get into this end of the world concept. I I always chuckle around the end of the world because I've seen it. You know, I'm in the spiritual realms, I'm in the spiritual community, and every now and then it comes across. It used to be a little bit more intense. It used to be more frequent, but sometimes it's pretty extreme. And I've even been on the road and I've run into a man who got divorced, uh, left his wife and kids, quit his job, gave all his money to this guru who said that the world was ending and had a mathematical equation for it. Now, if you don't know anything about me, I have a math degree. You know, that's, that's what I went to college for. And when I looked at the philosophy and the mathematics around it, I was like, this is absolute crap. Um, but he believed it. He believed that and he was really scared and he was just, you know, you, you gotta, you know, submit, you got to just bow down. You have to decide that you're a horrible human being and the world's going to end in three days. Okay. Day four, who knows? I don't know what happened to this, this, um, poor soul, but these things happen and they're out there saying it. So when you hear the end of the world, and I'm going to tell you, um, my philosophy on this end of the world concept in the sense of why it just doesn't fit. But this end of the world concept, if you run into it, run away, <laughs> go the other way. Or, or even better yet, if it's somebody that you care about that's coming to you with this concept saying, oh, well, I heard from, from this guru that the world is ending on this day, I want you to do what you can to support that person through that date because the next day is going to come. And here is my belief and what I've experienced and what I've learned from the experiences that I've had personally, spiritually. There is no purpose in ending this. There is no purpose. So we come down here to earth to have experiences. Yeah, I could see how we could say, well, we all want to have the experience of it ending. I get it. I get it. I mean, that, that's viable. 
right? But this is a giant playground for all emotions, all experiences. This is where we come down to be able to connect with others in our soul group in ways that we can't connect in other realms, other dimensions on the other side. We come down here and stick ourselves into linear time to have experiences. Maybe you've heard the philosophy, well, we've come down here to learn. We don't come down here to learn. That would be saying that our higher self doesn't know anything, that our higher self on the other side who has the ability to see all that's happened and all that will happen needs to learn something that doesn't quite line up. We come down here to experience things, to experience emotions on linear time. Good ones, bad ones, some really hard ones. Linear time, just think about it for a minute. And here's a great way to share a concept from a spiritual coach to somebody listening. Think about the concept, sit with it. What does that mean with you? When it comes to linear time, what do you have to have in order to have certain emotions? Linear time. You can't have fear if you're not on linear time. You can't have surprise if you're not on linear time. You can't have, you know, anticipation if you're not on linear time. These are all things that we come down here to experience. We do come down here to experience learning. We do. We come down here to experience learning. It's a fantastic experience. I got to tell you, I'm 50 years old. I love what I've learned. I love the transformation that's happened. But when we get too caught up in these concepts of, you know, the world ending and this is exactly how it is and, um, you know, your this positioning piece that's being used. I have this knowledge and I'm telling you how it's going to be and you need to follow me and there's no other way and no one else is right either. I'm the only one that's right. It's extremely limiting. It's extremely limiting and it completely discounts the uh, the awakening that people can go through on this earth in this agreed upon reality. We pop down here and we have all of these different experiences and then we have free will to be able to adjust through the agreed upon reality and create and step into different possibilities and experience things that we just can't on the other side. But the end of the world, let's get back to that. <laughs> the end of the world. In essence, well, I'll just summarize it by saying this. How many times has it been said that it's going to be? It hasn't. Here we are. We're still here. Instead of focusing on that, I always suggest people focus on your experiences, focus on what you want to bring into your reality, focus on who's in your reality, focus on how you want to deepen your experiences, focus on how you want to heal some of your experiences. If you're in an experience you don't want to be in, focus on starting to make progress toward stepping out of that experience. Focus on your experiences. Be here. When we go too far into the spiritual, uh, we can lose that balance. And really deep spirituality is balanced. It's balanced in having a human experience and having a spiritual experience. This is completely random, but I'm going to give you an example. 
I was watching a show the other day and a couple came in, walked in, they were in a zoo and they went into an animal like behind the scenes kind of event where they were able to feed penguins. And all of a sudden, all these penguins walked into the room and they were feeding them fish. And all I could think of is, I really want to do this. I really, really want that experience. That's a human experience, right? I'm sure there's a spiritual connection in there as well. But I want that human experience and we can get lost. We can not want our human experiences or be um, not happy with where we are. And we can sometimes run into an individual who says, well, spiritually, I can take you somewhere else or I can fix all of this with a second earth or the end of the world or you know, another dimension coming in or something like that. And, and we look at that as a solution instead of an exploration. If you want to look at different dimensions, different uh, levels of spirituality, do so, but do so with the intent of experiencing them, not escaping where you currently are. Deep, deep, deep balanced spirituality that will get you to the highest of highs and the most um, intricate and amazing and powerful experiences is done in a balanced state. It's done in a healed state. This is why inner work opens doors that other people can't even open for you. Now, I want to talk a little bit about isolationism before we we wrap up, because this is another philosophy that comes out. And when the uh, individual had sent in the question, this was the first thing that really sparked with me is this isolation concept of, are we really alone? Because some philosophers, some spiritual leaders out there will tell you, you're alone. This is it. Everything you see, you completely make up meaning the loved ones in your life, your kids, your lovers, your your parents, your sisters, your coworkers are all created within you. They're not actually another soul. This is a very isolating concept. And it is also on a, on a deep, 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 deep level. It's a concept that does line up, but it doesn't line up with emotion and it doesn't line up with connection. There's a, a term for it, solopsism. When you apply the term solopsism to spirituality, in essence, that's what you have, is that that concept is telling you you're here. Nobody else is. It's just you. Everyone around you is a figment of your intent and creation, and it's just you. You're, you're all alone. I don't get on board with this concept, and I'll tell you why. On a, like I mentioned, on a deeper, deeper, deeper level, yes, we're all one. And when we say, yes, we are all one, yeah, there's one, right? But even that's limiting if we think about, you know, the universe being unlimited and all dimensions being unlimited as well. So I can understand the philosophy. So I'm not going to sit here and say, no, that's not true. But what I do know about this agreed upon reality is that we do come down here as soul groups. We do come down here as individual souls, your partner, your kids, your parents, your friends, your coworkers, they are souls that are here interacting with you. Think about it in this way. We are all connected. And when we come down here and our souls on the other side that were, that had no barriers between each other, all the souls on the other side, no barriers, no limitations. When each of those souls comes down to earth and decides to step into a human body, what they're doing is they're stepping into a barrier. They're stepping into, they're, they're separating, right? They're now limited. 
your soul and my soul are, you know, within these bodies, which means you and I cannot connect at the levels that we can connect on the other side. So there is a degree of separation that happens when you come down here into a body. It's as if um, on the other side, you're just in one large group all hanging out chatting. And then you come down here and each of you get into your own vehicle, right? Now you're in a parking lot, but you're all in cars, right? You each have your own car, your own vehicle. That's what the human body is. It's your vehicle while you're here. Now, if a car takes off and goes down the road and is all by itself, there is a pull for that car to come back to the group. Think about the desire and the pull for human beings to be connected, to be together, to not be isolated. Think about how emotionally and energetically detrimental isolation is. What that means, the other side of that, is that there is an automatic pull to come together. There's an automatic pull toward love, toward connection, away from isolationism, this automatic pull speaks volumes to this soul group. The soul group is together. The soul group is unlimited and connected. When you take that soul group and you separate the souls and put them into bodies, they are going to consistently work on coming together. If this was not the case, you wouldn't miss someone. You wouldn't wish that you could be closer with someone. You wouldn't want, you know, to work through communication so that you can be on the same plane, you know, connected with a person. There is throughout our lives, the desire to be connected. That's because we are all one. Before we came down here, we're completely connected. We come down here, we jump into these bodies, and then we work to come together. That's what the pull is. Look at it on a big scale. Look at it on a small scale. Look at it in your own life. Here, we're going to role play a great way to receive guidance from a coach or a leader or a guru. Take this concept of unity, connection, we are all connected, and see how it's playing out in your human world. Look at how individuals wish that they could be connected, don't like to be separated. Look at the magnetic resonance that's happening to bring these people together. That is the standard. That is what it, this is all about. And we all put on these human suits to have these experiences with each other and learn how to connect with each other and how to connect in ways that we probably didn't know right away. That's the whole the whole purpose, it's the whole purpose. So while I understand we are all one, and if you take and if you pull back on a really big scale, philosophically, I get it. Yes, there is one, but within that one is many, and all of those many's are connected, and we're all together. So, in summary, when you hear uh, someone giving you some seriously concrete, you know, linear timeline it's this way or no way. It's one way, no other way works. When you start to hear words like that, take a step back. Take a step back and observe. See if it fits. See if it resonates. My challenge to you is to tap into that inner connection of yours, to follow your spiritual path, 
you know what your bliss is. You know what makes you happy. You know what makes you unhappy. You know what makes you feel connected. What, what makes you feel unconnected? Start to pay attention to those things. Get connected. Get into that, that space of this feeds my soul. The more often you can tip the scales into that, the more you're going to open your own spiritual path, a spiritual path that is not given to you by another living person, not directed, instructed, and ordered around by another living person, but the spiritual path that resonates with you all across the globe, different walks of life, different experiences, different spirituality paths, different religions, different everything. And there's a reason that we all come down here and land in different places, land, you know, amongst different people, different soul groups. And there's a bigger and deeper reason why we all come down here and we fight against isolation and we know that it feels better to be connected. That's the whole experience. So isolationism, solipsism, I get it as a super higher up there point of view, but my partner is a soul. My kids are souls. My grandmother is a soul. Like all of these people that I'm interacting with, we put on suits, we stepped into our vehicles, and now we're working to reconnect. That's what this is all about. Oh, and if you hear that the world's going to end, be supportive of those around you with it, but still plan your spa appointment for like a week later. Or, you know, if you were going to go to like the library or go hang out with some friends a couple days after the end of the world, just keep that in the books because it's probably going to happen. Your path is yours. No two paths are the same. No one path is the only correct path. They are all different and they all come back to source and connection. All right. Enjoy your journey. Enjoy your experiences and love one another. This podcast is brought to you by The Sage Method, the most comprehensive and down-to-earth intuitive development training available. Is this your year? Is it finally your time to increase your intuition, bring in more abundance, and experience the bliss you deserve? If yes, then join thousands of students across the world for a seven-week journey to uncover your natural, beautiful, and strong intuition. Visit us at thesagemethod.com for more information.